going to make our debut in London, England, Sunday, August 27th, for the first ever AEW All In. It's going to be one of the biggest shows. AEW All In is coming to London Wembley Stadium. In front of the most historic crowd in the history of our sport, on the most historic night in the history of our sport, Wembley All In! Welcome to All For One. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. Welcome to All For One, a brand new match wrestling event. This is your captain speaking. He is El Jefe Moses Marquez, and we're gearing up for the biggest gate in pro wrestling history this weekend. You could say we were all in. All in from the beginning, baby, and that's how we're going to keep rolling. Coming up in the next 90 minutes, we predict AEW's all in in Wembley. Is Edge really done? Uh, plus two gigantic battles as the captain defends the television title against the man they call DC Daniel Crimmins. And the sheep goes head to head with the demon as to decide the fate of the Phoenix. Oh, I'm shaking in my boots already. Well, it's a stacked show. But before we do a damn thing, make sure you guys mash that subscribe button on YouTube. Follow us on SoundCloud and Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. You can find Max Wrestling. And for all your Max Wrestling needs, head over to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com. Oh my god, let's waste no time, let's get into the recap and let's talk that smack! It's time for the Friday Night 3-Way. So, kicking it off with Impact, Deanna Perrazzo defeated Kylie King to open the show as Trinity watched on from backstage. Killer Kelly defeated Jessica and Savannah Evans in a triple threat match. Moose defeated Kevin Knight. Eric Young defeated Khan by DQ after Young was attacked by Dino with a steel chair. Crazy Steve continued his interview with Tom Hannafan, who says he's no longer a clown or crazy, as he talked about his family growing up. Bully Ray defeated Black Tarus in an ODQ match. PCO appeared again after the match and popped right back up after being put through a table, scaring Bully away. In the main event, the Rascals defeated Rich Swan and Sammy Callahan in the tournament final, and they will challenge subculture at Emergence. Moving on to SmackDown, after a confrontation on the Grayson Waller effect with Austin Theory, LA Knight is denied yet another opportunity as Theory defeats Knight in a number one contenders match to the US title thanks to some interference from The Miz. Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair defeated EO Sky and Bayley because of course, why would the new women's champion need to win a match? Street Profits defeated the OC, after the match Bobby Lashley celebrated with the Profits and in the main event and what was indeed Edge's last match for WWE, he defeated Sheamus to close the show. Finally on Rampage, Ray Phoenix defeated Commander, Aussie Open defeated Ethan Page and Brother Zay after the match they addressed Adam Cole and MJF ahead of their match at All In. Backstage, the Hardys challenged Aussie Open for the ROH Tag Team titles on Dynamite, Sammy Guevara squashed John Cruz, Hikaru Shida and Sky Blue defeated Tony Storm and Ruby Soho in the main event. All right, before we take a look at Collision, let's draw the random teams for next week's blind tag team tournament, which will determine who challenges DCMO for the Max Tag Team Championships at Promo Series. There are seven names, eight teams. The eighth person will be a mystery wild card, which we won't find out until match time. Ooh, a lack of mystery. Uh, even whoever's left uh, without a partner won't know who their partner is until match time. 
Oh, that's right. There we go. I like that too. Like everybody, you don't know your partner. I'm the only one who knows my partner. All right, the name, the right. The names in the hat are obviously myself. Um, the lawyer, Chad Malcolm, Cypher, AJ Sparks making his show debut. He is a multiple time predictions champion. Um, oh. Beer, put his name Beer. in the hat. We also got Teddy P. And an of, another newcomer is Tiffany Dearman, who is very active in the Max Rossman Facebook group. So she'll be also making her uh, on-air debut. Love it. Love the news. Love the new personalities. Let's go. All right, let's spin the wheel first up. Ooh, the sound effects, too. I like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, great. I'm up first. Yep. Okay, let's find out who my partner's going to be. Let's go. <laughs> Partner time. It is... Oh, I got Tiffany. There we go. Okay. Newcomer. What a team. What a team. Well, uh, I hope her knowledge is good because mine is... Uh, my, my, I think mine's good and then it gets to quiz time and, I'm not, and my mind just goes blank. So hopefully it's, it's, she's... It's, it's, it's the jitters, bruv. It's the jitters. But then again, then again, Max Wrestling has been a huge opening for newcomers. They've always done really well, except for Amir. But that's okay. We love him anyway. <laughs> he still loves 2012. Damn right he does. Okay, team number two. Uh, this is who Tiffany and I will be facing next week in the first round. Ooh. Spin, 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 spin. <laughs> Beer. Beer. Now let's find out whose beer partner's gonna beer's partner's gonna be. Everybody wants to partner it'll, with beer. It'll either be AJ, Teddy P, Chad, or Cypher. Four options left. Next one is Beer's partner. The other newcomer, AJ Sparks. Okay. I like that. We got a veteran and a newcomer teaming with a vet uh, up against a veteran and a newcomer. Nice. I like this. This is yes. I think we can keep the, keep it a little on the even side, even Stevens. Okay, match number two will consist of the next two teams. Of course, the final choice will be a mystery wild card. So up first, we got. The lawyer, Chad Malcolm. Chad. Question is, will his partner be MDL member Teddy P? Or kind of on the fence MDL member right now, Cypher? Which, either way, it's going to be awkward because Chad is Dragon Club. Yep. Uh, <laughs> his partner will be. Oh, rum rolling and everything. Oh, wow. It is a mixed bag of Dragon Club and MDO. Chad will be teaming with Ted P. De Niro. Oh. Damn. Obviously, that means they'll be facing Cypher, and the mystery wildcard will be Cypher's partner in two weeks' time. Oh, my goodness gracious. Ooh. So uh, that's the blind tag team tournament set up. Um, it's, it's only going to last... Three, uh, three weeks, and then of course the winners will be facing DC and Mo for the tag team titles at Promo Series. Right, exciting. Okay, with that covered, Saturday nights are right for fighting. Let's take a look at Collision. Collision. 
try to jump into collision. Samoa Joe opens the show against the Golden Vampire. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm over here choking <laughs> on my own spit. <laughs> but after GTS, the Golden Vampire is quickly up and revealed to be CM Punk. Punk versus Joe is now official at All In for the quote unquote real world title. Jay White defeated Dalton Castle, and I was disappointed. Before the Bang Bang Gang addressed the Elite and Juice and the Guns and it's into an open challenge for a trio's match. Juice and the Guns defeated the Iron Savages. Roosh uh, yells at Jose, the assistant, B, the, the BAJ, the buff-ass Jose, over the phone backstage and demands the whole faction meet in Mexico. Why? Because, I don't, I don't know, just fucking Mexico. After a whole bunch of drinking... Uh, was it Preston and Dralistico are taken into a van by a masked man while Jose just looks on and I'm really getting them an old NXT vibes of kidnapping and nobody calling the police. <laughs> Following his suspension, Ricky Starts is now managing Big Bill and I just, I'm speaking of WWE and NXT. I mean, this is what they would have done with Ricky. <laughs> he ends up squashing Derek Neal. Starks then begins whipping Neal with the belt after the match. Willow Nightingale looks good against Diamante. Tony Storm is interviewed in the back um, when she announced she and Sheree will take on Britt Baker and Hikaru Shida next week on Rampage. Powerhouse Hobbs squashes Kevin Koo after the match. Miro makes it official that he will face Hobbs at all out, and I'm still salivating at this match. And in the main event, Darby Allen defeated Christian Cage in a non-title match, but gets his ass whooped after the match which then plays into Dynamite, which we'll get into in a little bit later. Yeah. So uh, I actually kind of really liked this collision. Like, I decided I'm going to uh, bump it. I'm going to spend some time, and I'm going to watch some uh, some punk. Uh, with, what, what, did I, what did I call it? The, the, the punk door? The, he, was the, he was the fucking the watch guard of collision. The <laughs> bodyguard. That's what I said. The bodyguard of collision, CM Punk. Here he comes. And it was it was fun. Um, Dalton Castle really needs to be on Dynamite, but then again, I'm I'm a sucker for Dalton Castle. Yeah, he also needs to win some matches. Please, dude, please. I mean, the guy was a former Ring of Honor Television Champion, six man champ. Give him up. Um, this Golden Vampire from the jump looked like fucking Punk. I knew it was Punk, especially when he hit the GTS. And I'm I'm as much as I'm excited for this All In match. I just I was like, didn't you guys just have a match? Yeah, um, I think it would be uh, a much bigger magnitude for this match if they hadn't already had the match on Collision. Um, I guess that was the warm-up, and everybody thought it was a great match, considering neither of them are in their prime anymore. No. But they still produced a great match, and it was probably Punk's best match in AEW so far. I can agree with that. Apart from the Dark Collar match, but... Yep. No. Um... But yeah, they they should have a great match in in Wembley. Um, it's the classic Punk and Joe feud goes back years. They got history, so I guess it makes sense. But I I, I can't believe Joe, in character, obviously fell for the Golden Vampire stick because it even sounds like a joke name, right? <laughs> it does. Surely it he sounds... would have thought. Wait a minute. Wait. Who, who is it really? We're not we're not wrestling in backyards anymore. What the fuck? Like, but hey, I mean, Joe was like, you know what? Hey, that kid's got creativity. No, the fuck you don't. The golden vampire. Oh yeah, yeah. But good again. Good collision. And now let's get ready for the cap. He's got to take one for the team. He's going in raw. It must be Mondays. 
Sami Zayn opened up the show on Monday as he addressed the Judgment Day. But Kevin Owens returning draws a huge pop from the home Canadian crowd in Quebec. Yeah. They challenged the Judgment Day to a tag match later on in the night. Um, speaking of tag matches, New Day defeated Matt Riddle and Drew McIntyre. Oh. I, I don't know. Um, after the match, however, Viking Raiders attacked, and it's McIntyre who makes the save. Yay. After a stellar performance, Chad Gable gets a win over Gunther by countout. So no title change. But this doesn't stop Gunther from losing his shizen. Mm. Cody Rhodes cuts his backstage interview short with Byron and goes out to the stage for, you know, the babyface pandering promo. Uh, he says he'll be watching Sammy and KO versus Judgment Day very closely. In a pre-taped segment, Shinsuke Nakamura revealed what he whispered to Rollins last week was he knows about his back. And it has been revealed Rollins has had uh, two fractures for the last four years that he's been working with um, that require surgery. And he's still working through it. Crazy, But obviously that's his weak spot. Yeah. Um, Rhea Ripley makes short work of Candice LeRae, but after the match, Raquel Rodriguez also made her return and will challenge Rhea at payback. Finally, like Rhea's it. got a pay-per-view match. About fucking time. And a good one at that. Yeah. Uh, sorry, PLE. Um, after a Miz TV segment running down LA night, um, in which he brought <laughs> randomly brought out Akira Tozawa to uh, just yell, <laughs> yeah. Akira Tozawa then got booted in the face. That leads to an impromptu match, which The Miz lost, thanks to a distraction from LA Knight. Uh, and after the match, LA Knight just drops him with the blunt force trauma. Yep. Good fucking uh, shit. Becky Lynch and Trish Stratus go face-to-face ahead of their cage match, their climatic cage match at Payback. But it'll be Becky versus Zoe in a false count anywhere match next week. I feel like it's just rerun after rerun in this feud. And from what I've seen online, most people are bored of it, which I really never really wanted to say about this feud because I grew up loving Trish. Now as an adult, I'm loving Becky. But this feud just hasn't hit the right bell. There's a lot of people that fell off the Becky train, that's for sure. I mean, I'm no less of a fan of both of them, but this feud has just been drawn out way too long. It's one of those ones you don't mind forgetting. Yeah. Um, it has so much potential and it just hasn't lived up to it. Um, I mean, you you can blame some of it on Trish actually breaking her nose, but it's yeah. also been shit booking. This is the facts. And also leave them off SummerSlam. But anyway, uh, in a non-title match, Chelsea Green and Piper Niven defeated Katana Chance and Caden Carter after some team bonding. And unsurprisingly, the tag team main event ends in a DQ and becomes a six-man tag as Cody and Dominic are added to the match. Cody, KO, and Sammy get the win as Dominic falls victim to both tag team champions' finishers. Yeah, Dom gets Poor you. Dom. <laughs> oh, well, he's over his shit. Who cares? You know what? He is. No matter how much people want to boo him or deny it, Dominic uh, has finally found his footing. Yep, And he's, and he's not, also he's dominating not. NXT. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, he's 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 on two brands, just kicking ass, just this fucking kid, the kid that we used to talk shit about, and now look at yeah. him. Yeah, I I do think though the the, the booing him out of the building has become, uh, us playing along. Like, yeah, we we booed him genuinely originally, but now it's just good fun to drown out whatever he wants to say with boos. Yep. And I'm pretty sure when they boo, they turn up the volume. I'm sure they do. <laughs> I'm positive they do. 
but it's still good shit. Yeah, and also it means Dominic doesn't have to write or, or read a written promo. And, and you know what? That's best for everybody. For yeah. fucking everybody. Jesus. And that's that's not ju- that's not because his promo skills suck. It's because everybody hates a written promo. Well, not only that, how am I supposed to translate somebody else's words? Exactly. Like, come on! Like, I just I may talk in a different way than you think. Right. You know what I mean? Like, if uh, if you if you want written promos, fine, but let them write their own goddamn promos. That yeah, guide me, guide me, and write this hoe out or something. But come on, don't write them for me. This isn't kindergarten. What was it Punk said? You can never know what's in my head. If you know, come sit with me. We'll talk about it. Don't hand me somebody else's words. I think yeah, I was like, didn't Punk say the same exact thing? Like, let's work this out together. You're a writer, cool. Let's work this together, bruv. Don't just hand me a script and say handle it, partner. Um, but yeah. that's the way WWE do things, and that is all raw. Oh yeah, yeah. Now let's get into it. Let's get into some fun. This is what all for one is all about. It is time. For the television championship match, we are back. It's where it started. It's the captain. It's the man they call DC Daniel Crimmins going at it one more time. Third time. talk about the war between shoot promos and cinematic matches but I've been doing that for this whole reign as TV champion we can talk about how I took your TV title so you and Moses took the tag team titles from me and Phoenix we can talk about you burying Mike Larkin at promo series and then becoming his co-host the truth is We have too much to talk about. See, Dan, you are a complex character. Your entrance graphic is all superhero referenced because your initials are DC. It's a play on words. But in reality, you're not the hero. You are a supervillain. But I mean that as a compliment. Because you've transitioned from the best babyface in the business in your first ever promo to now being an absolute cutthroat. You pull no punches. You take no prisoners. You go right for the jugular with no remorse. You are the epitome of a supervillain. But you did it so smoothly that it's gone unnoticed by most people because they've been focused on beating Moses, or beating a walker, or surviving the demoness, when the whole time, the person we all really needed to be aware of was you. Now, let's talk about how you and I became nemesis to each other. But first of all, let's define that word, shall we? Do you know what nemesis means? A righteous infliction of retribution manifested by an appropriate agent 
in this case, me. So as we all know, this began at Promomania, when I was the very late replacement for the Demoness to challenge you for the TV Championship. Why did I win? It wasn't because the judges ruled in my favour. It was because you gave up. Now, I don't think for one second that you gave up because you knew you couldn't beat me. You gave up because it wasn't the match you wanted. You wanted the Demoness. But here's the part I don't understand. You have a problem with cinematic matches, but you chose a match with the Demoness easily. The biggest gimmick in the history of match wrestling. Someone who made a name for herself with cinematic flair, with little demons and casting spells and resurrection and ripping tongues out. She's done it all. And not only did you choose to face her, but you cashed in your Iron Bank contract. Not for a title shot, but to book yourself against her in the main event. A year in advance. But you weren't happy with just that. You made it for the TV title after you won it. You made it judges rules and she said no. Just like the Bloodline storyline, you jumped the shark. So as we know, when you cut that promo, I gave you what you wanted. TV rules. No cinematic bullshit. No voting system. No politics. Now I have thanked you for making me introduce those rules because it forced me to become a different kind of promo guy. And not only has my style changed, but I have shaped it and molded it against the best of the best. Teddy P. Mike Larkin. Moses Marquez. Think of yourself in this situation as Dave Meltzer and I'm Cody Rhodes. They couldn't sell out a 10,000 seat arena. I couldn't adapt to shoot promos. You know what? I'll take that bet. I rose to the challenge and I thrived. So this is us coming full circle. But despite the fact that I just said you were the supervillain in this story, this is not where you get your redemption, admit you were wrong, and win back the championship with honor and grace. Because as much as this has been a story of hero and villain, it's also been a story of master and learner. And now, as we close this chapter, I'm Darth Vader, you're Obi-Wan, and all that's left for me to do is slice right through you. We don't have 10 minutes for long-winded promos, you go three minutes more than me, you lose. You go even a second less than me, you lose. You have to find that perfect sweet spot. And that's the beauty of TV rules. It's not just about firing shots. It's about sizing up your opponent. Well, Darren, you have been weighed, you have been measured, and you have been found wanting. Now, I estimate you're going to have a lot to say. But I'm going to give you a chance to get it all out because I'm going pretty long myself. So you could say I'm going 
all in. But remember the name of this event. Because I've been doing this for Moses, for Travis, for Cypher, for Phoenix, for Chad, and for anyone else that found a home in the Max Wrestling Cinematic Universe. This is me proving a point that just because our guns are props doesn't mean we can't shoot when we have to. All for one, one for all. Number three, Gazzy, we've been doing this about again and again and again. What what more is there to say? You know, I have done everything that I have set out to do with promos. Everything. Whether it be titles, competitions, I've done it all. There is nothing more for me to do. Hell, I've been the TV champion, and you know what, quite frankly, I don't want it anymore. I don't want, but you know what, you needed me. You needed the last gunslinger. You needed the last outlaw. You needed the last person who could cut a good shoot promo. You needed somebody, and whether you need it and know it or not, you need someone who is not afraid to tell you when something fucking sucks. You need somebody that is not going to just agree with you, give you a blank statement, and kiss your fucking ass. You need somebody who is not afraid to tell you, hey, this isn't good. This sucks. That is me. To borrow a phrase from a very polarizing figure, I'm not a sycophantic douchebag. Yes, man. I am not somebody who is going to just say, oh, hey, this is good. This is great. This is groundbreaking. This is riveting. No. No. That is not how you get better. That is not how you put out a superior product and you grow your views. You don't need to do the cinematic fucking bullshit. You don't need to do it. It's dumb. It is played out. It's the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. I have tuned out. And I bet your listeners and your viewers have probably turned out too. They probably think, God, this shit again? Really? They're doing this? No. Not gonna do it. I refuse to play by those fucking rules. I refuse to play that game. You know what? That makes me think of a new idea. Here's my idea. You want the TV title? Fucking keep it. I don't want it. Don't need it. It's yours. Have at it. What I want is the world title. I want my opportunity that I've never had. So here's what we're going to do. I'm issuing a challenge to the winner. Be it Mo, be it Corey. To a three stages of hell competition. Stage number one. Traditional promo battle fought under original TV rules. Five minutes Closest to five wins without going over. Stage number two. Promo done. 
Now stage two is going to be none other than trivia. And finally, should it be needed, stage number three, the first of its kind, I am talking about a live promo battle. Rules to be announced later. Those are the rules. Those are the options. Give me what I want. Oh my goodness gracious. This is why I love the television division. Let me tell you. The captain's results. Six minutes, 45 seconds. The challenger DC comes in. Three minutes, 37 seconds, and still. Max Wrestling Television Champion, the captain. Jazzy Lee keeps it going. Goodness gracious, the shots are fired either to this fucking division. It's going to give me a heart attack one of these days. I swear to Jesus. <laughs> um, I, I honestly didn't expect to walk away with the title, so now I got no idea what to do next. Like, I walked into this match expecting DC to, to beat me, so. <laughs> Thanks for the trilogy. I'm at a point. But, I'm at a point where I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend something, and you know we'll talk about it after the fact. But for everybody that watches this, for the regulars that watch it, and for the newcomers that are coming in, play with this idea for a bit. And this is this is where the chops truly come in. You want a shot at the television title? You got to cut your promo live here on Max. Well, that plays into DC's challenge just there. Um... I mean, I guess you're the current reigning world champion, so what do you say? Uh, he, he wants next, basically. Whoever wins between you and Cypher at promo series, DC wants next in a uh, three-stage match, which would be TV rules, knowledge, and then live promo. I like but we this. don't know what the rules would be yet, so uh, this is true. that's very it, unique. This is true because, again, we, we we do offer different style promo. We do do the shoot game, which is our television rules, and we can't always go the crazy cinematic route for those who like movie-style shit. So, you know what, dude? I mean, DC is a competitor, and I have had no issue going against him in the past, and I will continue to have zero issue going against him in the future. We are TSK. We are in this together. But, hey, if I come out on top, I'll gladly run with that idea. Three stages, DC, me and him, let's fucking rock and roll. And if not me, and if not me, and it's Cypher, I'm still intrigued. I love the idea. Mm. Love it. Uh, yeah, changing the game once again. Um, live back and forth promos have never been done. We thought we were going to get it once at Promomania with the Kingpin, but that mm. turned out to be something completely different. You're telling me. <laughs> You're telling me that one still lives in infamy. Oh, oh yeah. Boy. The sun will come out tomorrow. Better bet your dollar that tomorrow, come what may, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'll beat ya tomorrow, and I'm gonna take your title away. Los Marquez, papi, 
You said you weren't ready yet. Well, you better be getting ready, Essay, because if you ain't ready to lay it all on the line, then that title is as good as mine. Holly, if you hear me. Now, Teddy was smart not to get involved because Teddy knows I'm going to run through you like an animal, baby. Moses Marquez, do you not understand what you have done? You don't woke up something that even you can't handle. You don't wrote a check so big that your ass can't even cash it. And I'm coming for the NDO. You seen what happened to your boy, Chris. Imagine what I'm going to do to you. Have a good night, Moses. Oh, yeah. And somebody really needs to check on SpongeBob. I went by McDonald's and I ain't seen him in a while. I hope he's okay. They need him to flip some Krabby Patties. Welcome back to the Kappa Mo Show. Once again, drop us a like, a sub, a follow, do it all, and go to mattressingnet.weebly.com to learn more. Damn tootin'. Still to come, geek and MVP of the week, extra time, and an all new This Week in Wrestling History. Yeah, but first, let's predict all in. That's oh, what we're God, here there's for. A lot. There's a lot, too. Um... Yeah, we got 11 matches. That includes the buy-in. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, zero that hour. one buy-in match. Only one. Fuck yeah. me. It, it, I um, may, I'm, bang, fuck, this is UK time. So it's gonna not going to be stupid o'clock when it finishes. <laughs> not only that, it, it's 9 a.m. for us over here in the West Coast. So, hey. Oh, this what what a way to start the day than a fucking four plus hour pay per view. I swear to God, it's gonna be four plus hours. Uh, motherfuckers gonna be eating you, uh, lunch before this bitch is. <laughs> and and knowing what the traffic is like in London, you could be stuck in a traffic jam for this oh, entire show. Oh no, <laughs> but no. okay. Um, obviously, let's kick it off with the zero hour uh, buy in match. It is. Of course, Ozzy Open defending the tag team titles, the Ring of Honor tag team titles against MJF and Adam Cole, baby. Um, it's a tricky one to predict because obviously we got MJF versus Adam Cole later for the world title, and we don't mm-hmm. quite know who's going to turn on who if they're actually going to win the tag team titles or if some one of them's going to blame the other for losing, which I think is more likely. Um. But I would rather they didn't like have a falling out in this tag match, and we go all the way to the main event, think, and they like think everything's hunky dory, and then all of a sudden there's a turn. But um, yeah. I don't know. That's um, I would see now. I would love that one. I would love it. They win it, and they're still best friends. Oh my god, we won the tag titles, and da 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 da. And then they have like this whole like inner turmoil battle in the ring. Where they can't figure out who's going to end up turning. But then again, I love Ozzy Open. And they're starting to get over like a son of a bitch. They're being used a lot. And I personally also think that there need there needs to be a, an added spark. Something needs to set off MJO and MJF and Adam Cole. I literally try to say them at the same time. MJF Cole. <laughs> I had to do it. But um, it's... Like, cause it, every time, and and you you could see it in the interviews from Dynamite from when when Nene was doing them. It was one minute, MJF was like, you know, and he can admit it. Like, 
you know, he helps me stop becoming, he's helped me stopping, you know, who I was. He's, he's helping me rethink things and I think differently and blah, 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 blah. And then even Adam Cole got upset, like, no, I don't want to watch this shit anymore. Like, you know, I can have another friend. There's issues, you know what I mean? And he's just, he's very defensive. Yeah. And something has to pop. And I, I think it's going to be Adam Cole. I really yeah. do think it's going to be Adam Cole because I'm telling this fucking baby face MJF. I know it wasn't going to last forever, but it's, if it can last forever, I'll fucking say please and thank you all the time. I swear to God, like he's just the fucking man right now. And then on top of that, I don't know any other baby faces that are going to be able to beat MJF. You know what I mean? Nah, Who's, yeah. they, we don't have one right now. So it's like if we can make MJF turn, or if we can have a very successful, the fucking nastiest heel in the business to the fucking one of the biggest faces there is. First off, that's a win for everybody, and then two, that sets up countless new people. So if MJF's run you thought was over, nah. So I like that. Give me MJF retaining, but it's Adam Cole that turns. And yeah, he that- turns during this match. Actually, no pause. I'm sorry. Oddly open to retain. And Adam Cole turns on this match. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll uh, give my theory on who's going to turn on who and when we get to the main event. But I got to agree. I think I, uh, it wouldn't make sense for MJF and Adam Cole to win the tag team titles and then split in the main event. So Ozzy open to retain too. Yeah, it makes too much sense. Um, plus, I mean, I don't know if it was intentionally subtle, but on dynamite last night uh mgf just like kicked the tag one of the tag belts away like he doesn't really care about it oh yeah i didn't even notice that i did not notice that and that was just, that was right after the end of the um the, the the end of it well then again i was also more like I'm, i was worried are they gonna turn now you know what i mean that was more my focus but okay subtle shit i like subtle shit you know what the hmm. the, the thing we we can say wholeheartedly about AEW is they don't pull the trigger at the wrong time. They don't pull it mm. too early. They don't push it too late. It's always oh. just the right time. Right like, when we start to think it's too late, bang. Yeah, like we just talked it, about Trish and Becky, and now WWE have stretched it out and stretched it out, and now it's at the point where people don't really care about it anymore. Then crush pizza. But we got perfect timing with MJF and Cole. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. On to the main show. Despite the arrest during the week, Cash Wheeler <laughs> will be in Wembley. Um, oh, my God. It, it was a very small bail price, right? So $2,500. That's nothing. had that shit in his pocket. <laughs> okay, so here's... And then, so real fast, for those who don't know... um. Uh, Cash Wheeler, I forget his actual real first name. Um, yeah, Dan something. Yeah, I think Dan or whatever. Um, Dan Wheeler or whatever you. Anyway, he there was a road rage incident where they swear to God he pulled a gun on him, and literally this is the fucking people in the court. Oh, he has no prior record and no this and no that. And he and they finished with it was a road rage incident. So the judge is like. Of course, fucking yeah. He totally probably pulled a fucking gun on you. And so, of course, they ordered to make sure that any guns he does have be turned in. And he absolutely, absolutely, completely, com- complete compliance, the whole everything. 
fucking learn how to drive people for fuck's sake. <laughs> Poor guy almost lost his whole fucking career because somebody's butt hurt. Because because what? He cut you off for the donut line? I mean, I don't fucking know. Um, the the funny thing, he he got arrested for, on a road rage incident, and now he's going to London. Right. <laughs> Where road rage is the fucking norm. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well, well, make sure he's fucking, you know, somebody's got him a fucking taxi. Road, road okay. rage should be part of the test in the UK. I was going to say, I was going to say, they're fucking late. <laughs> man. Um, but yeah, um, it was also reported pretty early on that he wasn't asked to surrender his passport, so he knew he was going to make the trip. Um, and obviously he was on dynamite last night, so everything's fine. And it, this happened in July, I think they said. Yeah, it happened. And he's only just been ago. arrested for it. Well, no, he turned himself in. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Because he wanted to ensure he didn't have visa issues. I mean, smart thinking, really. No, it's fucking brilliant. But that's that also helps his case because you pull the gun on somebody and you're going to turn yourself in. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but I didn't shoot the guy. <laughs> but I didn't shoot the guy. <laughs> Oh goodness gracious! Twenty five hundred dollar like, ticket. I like to think it was similar to the Dean Ambrose scene in that what was it, twelve rounds free, where the guy was being a dick and he just flashed his badge and Cash just flashed his gun. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um. So I don't think anything's gonna happen to Cash. He ain't gonna, you know, go to prison or anything. No. Um. So we can't. There's no real reason to take that into consideration for the, the outcome of this match. I was going to say, not unless he ends up in the wrong pub, but that's probably going to be after the show. <laughs> oh, Yankee boy. Hey, oh, fuck. I can, <laughs> I can see it now. <laughs> Jeez. Um, actually, you know, I think FTR are going to blend in very well to the London pubs. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> what do you mean? They're fitting beautifully. Beautifully. Sing them I mean, a couple, teach them a couple songs. They'll be like family by the end of the night. Dax even looks like your typical London gangster. He, He's got the, he ha, really the handlebar does. mustache, the bald he, head. He really does. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, oh, I love this. So, so I think we even, were stalling because the reality is this is fucking hard as shit to pick. I mean, not really. Before this whole... Arrest thing came out. I would have said FTR all day because there's no reason to drop the titles back to the Bucks. Um, and considering like nothing's going to come of this case, I still think FTR retain. My, I don't. I don't see like I don't see any reason for them to lose. But it's the fucking young Bucks, and I hate saying it like that because it's like. And I have to. I'm, I, there's there's e motherfuckers ready with a record button right now. <laughs> it's like when the outsiders had a tag match. You know what I mean? That's it's. I I I'm, I still and I hate that I I have I get those vibes. I hate that I do. But when I think of the Young Bucks as just a tag team, I think there there is a more than a sixty five percent chance they're going to win. You know what I mean? They have an above average a chance to win. But then it's FTR, they just signed new contracts, and they just got crowned AEW champs not too long ago. 
and they're super fucking over. But then again, what the fuck are the Young Bucks doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. What are they really doing? There's they're they're doing shit. And when they and guess what? When they're not doing a fucking thing, they normally hand them the tag belts. I, like that was their second reign. They're, oh, you guys aren't doing shit. Kenny's busy, or Kenny's hurt, and fucking Hangman's busy. Here you go. And it's it's and it was because it was a smart booking decision. It was the right thing to do, or whatever. The young bucks are hot. Like I get it. And that's why I'm like I'm 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 my pick is FTR. So I'm gonna leave it at that because if I don't say it now, I will fucking flip it. I swear to God, I will. My pick's FTR. But if by some weird weird way the Bucks pull it off, in no way am I surprised. In no, no way. I mean I guess it could go either way. But also I'm basing it a little bit on the the sit down interview we saw on Dynamite last night. Um, where the Bucks were like, you know, we're going to go down as the greatest tag team in history, and you're going to go down as the guys we named on a podcast, or on a YouTube show. But, go. like, FTR win this match, and instead it's going to be, they're going to go down as a team that beat the Young Bucks in Wembley. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking shit. These I can also, like, I'm not sure if this match card that we're looking at is the order it's going to be. It, I mean, it looks pretty convincing to be in that order. But I can imagine this going on after the six-man tag. So in this one, uh, the Bang Bang Gang interfered mm-hmm. and cost the Bucks a match somehow. I could absolutely but, see that. I could absolutely see some interference from somebody and or some kind of fuckery or a double pin or something. I could see something happening to push it. You know, yeah. oh, we'll do it again next week at All Out. You know what I mean? I would preferably I'd I'd like to see a clean match and a clean finish, you know, to prove who's the best tag team out of the out of the two of them because this is the rubber match. Um, no WWE guys, that's not a match type like Brock and Cody had. It's the deciding match is what it means. But yeah, FTR, no matter what, um, they got my pick. Yep. Um, so let's keep up with the order that we're seeing right now. Hikaru Shida defending the women's world title in the Fatal Four Way against Tony Storm, Soraya, and Britt Baker. Yeah, it may be predictable, but I can definitely see Soraya and that causing obviously friction between her and Tony, if not a turn during the match. Um, because Tony's playing this great new gimmick. Where mm-hmm. she's just like an unhinged Cruella Deville, yes, dude, crazy lady. She's literally in the middle of a breakdown. Not only that, the hair—it's the hair. It's got to be there. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's um, God, I I want to be, I want to be, and I'm gonna say it again. These fucking motherfuckers recorded. They're gonna record this whole episode. I promise you. It's Britt Baker time. You know what I mean? It's Britt Baker time. It really is. It really fucking is. But. Anywhere else. Anywhere else. Exactly. It's fucking Wembley, bro. She came out of fucking retirement after 12 years. I think it was 12 or 15. Oh, um, she was. Or well, no, this is her first match in the UK in like seven or eight years. So, okay, so no, I think it was being, four years she was out of action. Okay. I'm over here. Super exaggerating. Then. So, okay. So she but, debuted about 12 years ago. There you WWE. go. It's, it, it's fucking Wembley. 
it's her home. It's her home country. I hate saying it like that because it's like, you know, we say hometown and it's like home country, but that's a big ass motherfucking area. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's, but it's, you know, it's, it's her home. And in all God's honest reality, you can give that motherfucker away next week. You can give it right back to Brit next week. You can give it right to Tony next week. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It is about the pop in that building. Now, if they want to fucking, you know, hold on to it and let it sizzle and maybe she loses it on a dynamite or whatever, that's fine. But yeah. what I don't want and what I can't have is her Brock Lesnaring it. I can't have it. I can't put it in any other better words, bro. I really can't. I tried. That's the best way I could do it. I can't have it. If she can't compete in 30 days and defend it, then she can't win it. Then she can't win it for the pop. I'm sorry. Then she can't win it for the pop. But if you can't make a fucking story out of her winning it and then losing like in a week, I don't know what to tell you. I'm telling you that that's something you could do. And then you could turn around and you can build a long-term story between her and Tony or her and Britt. Like, oh, dude, yeah. you fucked me out of this title, so I'm going to fuck you out of this defense next week. Now what's up? So I, I'm going Soraya, even though the, the, the AEW mark in me is screaming Britt Baker. And I say it like that because, again, I'm trying to feed the e-drums. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think Britt needs it right now. Um, Soraya winning would definitely be like breaking point for Tony. Uh, I know she has only just won it back, but it's her second reign, so I don't think it's going to hurt to lose it. And like we said, it's Soraya's home country. It is only like three hours away between Norwich and London, so you, you can say it's her home. Sure. Um, but yeah, 80 plus thousand people, that pop for Soraya winning will be huge. Gigantic. Gigantic. Be like the fucking end of an FA Cup or something. <laughs> uh, all right, up next. Coffin match. Darby Allen and Sting versus Swerve and Christian Cage now because AR Fox got fired from the Mogul Embassy last night. <laughs> Goddamn fucking Prince Nana. Fucking jackass. <laughs> I did chuckle a whole lot when they fired him, and I was just like, "Did he get hurt? What happened? What happened? Like, what's the matter? What happened? What happened? Why are you firing? What happened?" And it's, yeah, it is kind of strange. Like, they waited till what are we four days before All In to change the match? Yeah, but I think there's a reason. This is very New Japan like booking. So the story, the real story that we want to hear or want, we really want is Sting versus Swerve. That's what we really, really want in a one-on-one. But we know good goddamn well we can't have Sting in a one-on-one. They won't (laughs) allow it. Okay, well, maybe one day. They won't allow it right now, though. And then to continue to build Darby and regaining the TNT title, because I'm pretty sure that's exactly where we're going, it's going to be him and Christian again. You know what I mean? Oh, he, he'll probably end up beating Chris. He'll probably be the one to win. He'll probably end up winning. It'll probably be Sting and Darby win. You know what I mean? That'll set up fucking him and Luchasaurus at all out the following week for the TNT title. Darby Allen wins the TNT championship. I think that makes him three-time champ. Uh, yeah. Is Darby a two-time champ? Is it already? Is it already th- it's got to be three already, right? Or is it two? Yeah, I think Darby is a two-time champ. Um, 
But ain't it crazy how, like, this is the most relevant the TNT title has been since... Oh, he is two-time. Since Miro won it, I guess? Yeah! That sucks. Like, we love Wardlow, but he didn't do shit with the title. Nope. They they really squandered all three of his reigns. Well, they... Okay, so, yeah, they, they fucked him up. They They fucked him up. You cannot. They gave him the Goldberg treatment without the Goldberg attention. They yeah. gave him the the first two weeks of Goldberg and then said fuck it. And it's like no 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 no. They went months with the Goldberg run originally. Months. They they made up fucking numbers forever. And then <laughs> and then he started winning belts. And you guys fucked that. And then you thought, oh, well, cool, he's still the TNT champ. Let him squash people. You can't have your champion squashing nerds that don't matter. That makes no, no sense. And they fucked him up. They they did absolutely jack off nothing with fucking Hobbs. And that's disappointing. Yeah. Super disappointing. So, yeah, I I, I know we're totally skipping over the coffin match right now. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's got to get off the – it's got to get off the Luchasaurus. But at the same time – I gotta get Sting in a fucking singles match. That's another thing we gotta get. Well, I gotta get it. Cody said he was supposed to face Sting. Oh my god! Fucking Cody, you fuck! Why'd you leave? <laughs> we could have had Sting versus Cody Rhodes. Damn, dude. Um, but you know, as far as the TNT title goes, I think obviously what makes it so relevant right now is the fun little shtick that who's the real TNT champion right. Luchasaurus is officially the TNT champion but Christian Cage is the one carrying it around and he's the one that claims to be TNT champion it's just fun it's hilarious and then the funny thing is the giant Luchasaurus says nothing <laughs> he it's don't like, give a shit he don't give a shit it's like, <laughs> all right whatever I don't have to carry it right. I don't have to carry it that's probably his real ah. excuse yeah <laughs> see but adding Christian to this match instead of Fox is a curveball because now I don't know who to pick. Like before, I would have said Darby and Sting, easy. Yeah, I mean, I, oh God, I, I, I see your point. I do. But then again, you brought out Joker Sting, okay? It's, <laughs> and all you're doing is you're adding Christian Cage, who a guy that just just lost, but not but a, a week ago, to Darby Allen. In a non-title match. So, I mean, you beat him twice. Now you got to get Lucha. So, I mean, I'm literally just setting this up to automatic. And that's what we, I think we had talked about this last week. There's going to be a lot of the the runoff from this show that's literally going to feed the card of All Out. And yeah. I think that there's, that's the number one match you can get out of this. Because we're not going to get Sting versus Swerve in a single. If we're not going to get that, then at least give me Darby versus Luchasaurus. Hmm. Beat and Christian again and move on. I, I get the feeling there's going to be a lot of babyface fan service in this event. So we oh, got to have yeah. the heels win a couple of matches. So I oh, think yeah. I'm going to go with Swerve and Christian. Oh, shit. I like it. I do. Fuck, I like it too much. Um, yeah, no, I got to stick with the faces. But I mean, hell. If Swerve and Christian pull it off, I mean, not only does that set up better for the fucking title match, but it sets up for fucking Sting to do something again. It sets up for it just it just sets up a lot, actually. You can run with it in a thousand different directions. Yeah, I mean, on the other hand, um, 
There's always Nick Wayne. He could always run down and attack Christian. AR Fox can, you know, try to prove his loyalty, some kind of shit. There's a lot. There's a lot. I'm going to stick with my guns, though. But, yeah, I mean, Christian was a f- vicious motherfucker last night. Um, no, his... he's not a vicious motherfucker. He just loves telling people your dad's dead. Like, you're a fucking asshole. Um, as oh soon as he mentioned Nick Wayne's dad last night, every you could feel the entire crowd going, oh, shit. He's going to say his dad. He's going to go there again. <laughs> Uh, this and I've 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 said this before. Like I'm not the world's biggest Christian fan, but I love when he does this. It's just the fucking. It's like it's it's cringy bad, but it's fucking like it's the best heat. It's it the is. best heat. And it's it's the fact that he just says it with such passion. <laughs> He's committed to dropping <laughs> that vicious line. He's so committed to making you just want to cry. Like you're a fucking dickhead. Oh, but man. then, like, backstage, he's got to be, like, the nicest guy to Nick. Oh, I'm sure he is. He's like, all right, well, come on, kid. Let me teach you some stuff and this and that. You know, I'm sure he sees a lot of himself in him kind of thing or whatever. But and that's why I think uh, they, it was fucking like, uh, oh, God, who was in the ring when he was cutting him? Darby walks up to him and was like, dude, he's just going to rip you apart. Just let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> don't give him the satisfaction, Nick. Yep, don't give him the satisfaction. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, all right, moving on to the six-man tag. We got the Golden Elite, Kota Ibushi, Kenny Omega, and Hangman Adam Page versus Kunosuke Takeshita and the Bang Bang Gangs, Juice and Jay White. Ooh. Hey, damn, that's um, this is a this is a New Japan match. I was gonna say this is New Japan all day long. Fucking hell, um, that's and the, but that's where the problem lies now. It's like, do you are we really? <laughs> Are we really letting Juice and Jay lose? Are we really letting them lose? And it's like, no, but it's like, fuck. And, but yeah. And, but you got Coda. That's, that's the thing. That's, I think, the Trumper. If Coda wasn't in this match, maybe I'd lean a little more towards the heels, maybe a little bit more. But we're talking about Coda Ibushi. Now, I don't think Don Callis is going to make him turn or anything like that. So I don't think that, I think that's out of the fucking question. But Could you imagine no? I, I mean, if you really wanted to make fucking Don Callis the most hated manager in the world, he already is. You're you'd literally be throwing fucking dynamite into a burning fire. And I think that's kind of bad fucking ass. I really do. But then again, like how would you how could you do that? How would you spin that? You know what I mean? Like this is Kenny or Coda came in just for Kenny kind of I, I don't know. It it's it's that now has my whole fucking brain stern, but no, I'm gonna stick with the golden elite. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, Coda, like I said, Coda's the trump card. If you added any other jerk off member of the fucking, you know, elite in there, again, like I said, it's fucking the heels all day long, but it's once you got the Coda, the trump card, Coda, we're in the game. Yeah, it, this just seems like a clean cookie cut golden elite New Japan guys versus New Japan guys. And it's gonna bang. And it's, it's going to bang like a motherfucker. It's going to bang like a cash wheeler drive-by. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, all right. Oh, no. We're, we're getting Stadium Stampede free. Um, the UK this version. Gigantic fucking 
we obviously saw some changes to this match last night. Originally, it was supposed to be three mystery tag partners for the Blackpool Combat Club. That turned into two with Santana and Ortiz making their return last night and immediately just turning their backs on Eddie Kingston, which you could you could see the moment Eddie Kingston's heart broke into a million pieces again. Yeah, I know. It was like, God damn. And then Eddie, poor Eddie gets hit and he's just like, why? Why? <laughs> On the ground, and I'm like, I fucking love uh, it. The great thing was the f bomb with Renee backstage oh, because for for sometimes for a split second, you forget that Renee's married to Marx, and Marx and Eddie are feuding, and then she has to interview Eddie, and he's just like, get that fucking mic out of my face. Mm-hmm. You see what your husband just did? <laughs> this is all his fault. <laughs> and she's like, I'm not trying to scare shit. She's like, what do you want me to do? You want me to fix it? I don't know what you want me to do. Uh, don't yell at me. <laughs> I'm just doing my job. Dude. But he's fucking <sighs> busting her ass for this goddamn company. So to even the sides, if Phoenix got injured, well, he got his ass beat last night. So now it's five on five. Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, and the best friends versus Penta. Oh, sorry, and Penta versus Penta. Blackpool Combat Club, Santana and Ortiz. So there are visa issues. That fucking Phoenix is not really hurt. Mm. Not really hurt. There was bound to be some visa issues. He's got visa issues. Okay, I'm about to say yeah. No, it, it happens every fucking pay per view. I swear to God. But it is what it is. So yeah, they cut it down to five on five, which is cool. Whatever. Um, I mean, it makes sense because I don't know who the third guy would have been. Like, seriously, my whole brain was doing this, and I'm like, I can't think of anybody. They would have had to like bring in like Minero Suzuki or something. I swear to God. <laughs> and you know what? Maybe but, that would have been bad fucking ass. Honestly, though, think. like, I don't think anybody expected Santana and Ortiz because they've been gone for so long. Seriously, I mean, Santana's been gone for over a year. Yeah. Thought they were done um, with at this point with this company, but I guess not. No, it's nice to see him back and uh, now the heels again. Hopefully we'll see him finally win some tag team gold somewhere down the line. But either way, um, I have no idea who to call for this one. You got Eddie. Eddie's always looking for revenge on somebody. Yeah, he's got Um, beef with everybody for some goddamn reason. Obviously, Penta's going to be looking for revenge now. Orange Cassidy's been on a roll for months. Um, best friends, did they win the parking lot match? No. They lost, okay, so they're looking for revenge. Um, plus you only got the combat club at like 75% strength because we ain't got Brian. Yep, that's a huge but piece. Have they just brought Santana and Ortiz back to lose? I, I don't think so, so I'm gonna go with heels. Same, I'm gonna go with the BCC. Just because I, it's just, it's all those other guys have momentum right now, and Santana Energy's just got back. And yeah. I feel like it's it's more necessary for them to come out, you know, with a dub. And I'm guessing Eddie's now going to start some kind of storyline with Santana and Ortiz because obviously they just stabbed him in the back. Fine with me. And Give we need Eddie to know why. Why you do it? All right. Um,. Another one for the Don Callis family. I can't fucking wait for this. So, you know, some people are downplaying this match, but I can't fucking wait for it. Will Ospreay versus Chris Jericho. 
downplaying is an understatement. There's people on the internet absolute bitching, saying that TK's desperate and all this other shit. It's like, this match has been built for two years. This was supposed to be one of the matches that we happened literally right after the pandemic ended. But it didn't. But then again, you guys, are the, the fucking e, e dick writers, you swear to fucking God that this is TK just, oh, I got to get five-star ratings from Uncle Dave. No. he He's, you know, he has an opportunity to complete a story that happened in Japan. I'm going to run with it. But I'm like, I got, I've also seen people downplaying the quality of the match. Like, it's not going to be that good. You got Will Ospreay, who's prob- definitely in the conversation for best wrestler in the world right now. And Shit, of the last fucking five years. Jericho has been consistent in AEW. Like, he hasn't had many shit matches. He hasn't if had any, many really. shit pay-per-view matches. That's for goddamn sure. He's had some great pay-per-view matches. He's had some decent weekly matches. He made a great feud out of fucking Mimosa. Out of a fucking drink, maybe. Jericho's been great in AEW, and... You know what? He's not in his prime anymore, but he can still put on a banger. Absolutely. Absolutely. Did you really? Come on, dude. It's... It's fucking Chris Jericho here we're talking about. And then on top of that, like like we've always said, it's it's Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay is willing to literally break his own neck to make you look good. And he bruv. just might. Oh, yeah, bruv. Uh, I was like, goddamn, also, maybe I've been saying bruv too much. He said so bruv so many goddamn times. They tried to what Will Ospreay last night, but because he's so good on the mic and he drops so many bruvs, they just ended up cheering for him. Yep, he's <laughs> the fucking man. <laughs> He, he he's just in a league of his own right now, and he also dropped some hints last night. His contract is up in six months in New Japan. He Fucking is hell. if he if he goes permanently to AEW, he's gonna tear shit up. Oh my goodness gracious! He's he's a dude like, and I hate saying it that Jay White wasn't. Jay White is awesome, and on Jay White's being floundered personally. Jay White's being floundered. but then again, there's a good. 30% of a roster, and that is literally an entire other episode of a, a we can run on for an hour, I promise you. Yeah. But Will Ospreay is a dude you come in that you bring in and you crown world champ. He oh, is yeah. a Moxley. He is a Moxley. That that motherfucker shows up, the next fucking match he has, world title. Like he, that's that is an Ospreay. He's had a few matches in AEW, like guest appearances. Like if he goes full time, you're gonna get like mainstream eyes on Mainstream fans don't know what they're missing. Will Ospreay got super ultra famous er because of his Ricochet match, however many moons ago that was, where all they did was flipping around and blah 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 blah. Here's the fun thing, or here's the fun difference between Ricochet and Will Ospreay. Ricochet didn't evolve. Will Ospreay has in more ways than one. He's gotten bigger. Somehow he's gotten faster. He's somehow gotten more athletic. He's an, he's been an excellent storyteller in the ring. He's excellent on the promo. Like there's not I don't know what he can't do right now. He nah, can't he, score 30 goals a game in the fucking Premier League. That's about it. That's the only thing he can't do. He he really is the human highlight reel. Like Will Ospreay can make moves look like they were produced by CGI in real life. In real fucking life, dude. 
This guy will have you fucking on your fucking hands or have you on your feet begging for him to stop hurting himself. And the next minute you want to punch him in the dick. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. He's he's just he's fucking great. He's fucking great. And the tagline of he's going to be the only man in a two month span to beat Kenny Omega, Kazuchika Okada and Chris Jericho. I wow. fucking I'm eating it all up. I'm yeah. eating it all up. Um, and he, he, obviously he's the heel in this scenario and he's got that typical cocky London boy look that you want to punch in the face, but you don't want it because you know, he'll kick the shit out of you. Yep. But you still like him because he's so cool. (laughs) He's the man, but you still want to kick him in the dick. (laughs) He's that friend (laughs) that you keep around and you keep telling my friend, like one of these days I'm going to get rid of him. I swear to God, but you never do. Um, as much as Jericho, it would make sense for Jericho to get the the payback on Callus and everything. I don't think he's winning this one. Oh, he's got a fucking constellation prize. Fozzie gets the fucking damn uh, fucking uh, oh, yeah. do their song at Wembley. I'm guessing they're performing him to the ring, but oh yeah, that's he... that's my guess too. And the fucking internet took that and fucking it's ridiculous. And I'm like, how many motherfucking WWE people have had a fucking live music entrance? Shut me... the fuck up. Like, Let me tell you, there's there's a lot of fans of Fozzie in the UK that aren't even wrestling fans. Cool I've shit. I've been to two of their concerts right here. They came to Little Wrexham before we were even famous. Oh, badass! The second time they brought fucking Drowning Pool with them. Oh, there you go. That's no. Problem. Uh, Wembley is gonna love singing Judas. Trust. <laughs> Don't worry about Fuck it. it. <laughs> it's gonna be loud. Um. Man. Okay, man. We still Sunday got four needs matches to hurry left. up. Yeah, uh, I might might be on third or fourth pint by then. Hey, I'll, I'll okay. catch up at nine in the morning. Well, I think I'm golfing. Eighty thousand drunk Wembley fans singing Judas. <laughs> there we go. Get it right, baby. <laughs> Let me. T- you know what? Maybe this time next week we're gonna hear Judas chanted in football games because of All In. I would not be surprised. Not even a little bit. <laughs> The way these the way these motherfuckers sing, bro, and trust me, like I was I was dogging on lower divisions. I thought the fucking Premier League sings a lot. No, dude, these these motherfuckers, like I, again, the the five, five game we were just talking about the Wrexham game from top to bottom. I swear they didn't stop singing. Yeah, they, they stopped they don't just stop long singing. enough to go. Oh shit! F- football is ninety minutes of whistles and singing. It's fucking glorious. <laughs> Glorious, but but I can see it now. Like uh, somebody regains possession, and all you hear is "Run away." That would be great. <laughs> oh, that would be great. Okay, match number eight out of eleven. Um, for the real world championship, CM Punk, Samoa Joe, part five. Well, Punk I... got his win back, right? He did, yeah, but why would he drop the title? Well, the title. Like, surely the whole point of him having the real world title is to drop it to the actual world champion, whether it be MJF or Adam Cole. Yeah, or they can be that asshole and carry that thing around and use it like the world heavyweight championship kind of bullshit. Which is a, a, a collision world like, title. 
right? But I can definitely <laughs> feel like them doing that. Um, Something but, tells me this should be like winner take all because Joe's also um, TV ROH, champion. Yep. I, that would be awesome, by the way. I've always thought about that. Just give me fucking, you know, the winner take all kind of match kind of shit. May, maybe they'll change it on Collision. We still got Collision the night before all in. Hey, you know, change up the card. I like the game. Um, I'm, I'm with you. The real world champions lose to whoever the actual world champion is. Get rid of the belt. But I'm going to live in fantasy land for a minute and just say that they're going to keep this thing for a while. Who else is going to make a fucking title more relevant than Samoa Joe right now? Like, come on, dude. Like, he made the fucking TNT title re-relevant after the fucking Wardlow-Hobbs debacle. He made, he has currently made the Ring of Honor television title like a, a, must, a must-see championship. Oh, he's defending it all the time. And it's fucking awesome. Apart from Orange Cassidy, Joe is probably the most defendingest champion right now. So imagine him with the real world championship then. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's been putting guys on the map more so. Now they're not just in the television division. Now they're up here wrestling the bigger dogs, the bigger names. And we know Joe can still go. But again, that's fantasy land. And I, I don't think Tony lives in too much fantasy land. I think I think he does live in a little bit of land of reality. So because of that, I have to stick with Punk. But if he ever wants to go to fantasy land, now's your time to start your real world championship, your world heavyweight champ, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Your secondary belt. <clears throat> so Yeah, something just in the back of the head is going Punk can't drop the title yet. No, not yet. Unless, unless but, it's to the actual champion, but. Mm-hmm. Plus, I mean, this is the fifth match. Joe beat him once. They've drawn twice. Punk's mm-hmm. won one. So technically, this is the decider. <clears throat> yeah, this is the rubber. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stick with Punk. Um, I don't even know when the last time Punk wrestled in the UK was. It was probably the Survivor Series oh, Tour 2013. Because he didn't make was... the Mania Tour. No. He was gone by then. So this, oh, wow, wow, that's 10 years since Punk's wrestled in the UK. Under the reaction. Yeah, I'm not sure what the opinion's going to be on Punk in London. I, I, I hope it's warm. Because right. how often are we going to get CM Punk in the UK? Mm, very good question. Probably not that often. And like I said, it's been 10 years since he's been in the UK, so I hope he gets a nice reception. Right, that would be nice. Um, we'll see. All right, speaking of nice receptions, Daddy Ass made his return last night. Um, but unfortunately for the House of Black, he ain't Daddy Ass anymore. He's bringing back badass Billy Gunn. Okay, I don't hate it. But it kind of also tells me where we're going. <laughs> so, I mean, it's 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 cool. You know what I mean? Um, it looks like this is going to be Billy's last match. And, hell, what, what what better match to go out on than one in the middle of fucking Wembley? You know what I'm saying? In the biggest pay-per-view in the pro wrestling industry. Fuck it. I give – there's no reason to take these belts off of the House of Black. Not a single one. Not a single one. I would love – if Daddy Ass was still Daddy Ass, okay, yeah. Psh- you know, give it to fucking give it to the acclaimed. But it's badass Billy Gunn. 
and badass Billy Gunn is likely on his way of being just a manager or a retirement. You know what I mean? So I, I you keep him on the house block. I'm I'm really torn because it would be such a feel good moment for Billy to obviously make his return, and then him and the acclaimed finally win the trios titles. But at the same time, House of Black are killing it with the trios titles. Mm-hmm. And Billy said it's one last time, which says he doesn't plan on wrestling again after this. Nope. <sighs> it sucks, but yeah, kind of all signs pointing to the end. But also, what did Malachi say to Billy to make him walk away? Oh, I wouldn't I be think. surprised by a heel turn, which would just be fucking heartbreaking. It would be. It would absolutely be heartbreaking. Billy Gunn turning on his own quote-unquote kids. Yeah, no, it would be. But but then again, then again, we have seen Malachi Black turn even the, the, the brightest of hardest of peoples in Julia Hart, for crying out loud. <laughs> You know what I mean? So if, if if he can flip her, he can flip anybody. I'm I'm literally on the fence. It's a tough one. You know what? Fuck it. You've gone House of Black, so I'll go the other way. Okay. Let's let's go Billy and the acclaimed. About it. Like I said, hey, if you if it, if it if it means that Daddy Ass comes back, then I'm all for it. I don't want to see Billy gun forever. Uh, and again. They can drop them the following week at All Out. That's fine. Plus, they can name their own stipulation, right? Because it's House of Black rules. Mm-hmm. That's right. They can they can establish their own stip and everything. All right. Well, obviously, that's right. a wild card. Okay. No. Um, this next match, I forgot was even happening <laughs> until I saw the lineup. Jack Perry versus Hook rematch for the FTW title. Yeah, what happened to him fucking uh, retiring this goddamn thing? Yeah, it's supposed to be on collision, right? So I'm guessing Hook's going to stop that from happening. Uh, sure. But sounds I, like. I thought the whole thing was he was going to keep facing ECW veterans before he faced Hook again. Like, RVD was supposed to be like the first of many, is well, what I believed. Yeah. And 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 we got one guy. And I think it's going to remain the same. I think it's going to remain one guy. And then uh, he'll drop it to Hook right here. And Hook will hand it to his dad and retire. And it'll be one of those son-dad moments in the middle of Wembley. And there it is. You know what I mean? I don't like. Yeah. There's nothing. This, it's like, this is like something that could have been on the fucking pre-show. And I know yeah. that's shit to say it like that because... We don't give a fuck. And I know I don't give a fuck, and I'm pretty sure you don't give a fuck. But the reality is, is like they're trying to make a story out of it. So it's like the only story I can see is the only person that can retire that is Hook. You give it back to your dad, and your dad retires it, or this is, that's your way of retiring it or whatever. Otherwise, leave it on Jack and just let him defend it. But it, it looks like it's going away, which is fine. You know, we don't need it. No, I, I wouldn't. No disrespect to the FTW title, but I want to see Hook with a real title. Yep. International, baby. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Main events. MGF, Adam Cole for the world title. I'm with you. I think Adam Cole's going to be the one to turn. And what really convinced me is Roderick Strong. Um, yeah. 
it feels like this whole master plan that they're all playing a part to get one over on MJF. Plus, you've brought in the kingdom. Adam Cole was part of the kingdom. In fact, I think he started the kingdom with Taven and uh, Bennett. Maybe. Definitely some Ring of Honor history for somebody. So, uh, from the beginning of this feud, it would have been too obvious for MJF to turn. And now, it would be an absolute master stroke for Adam Cole to have been playing him all along. When we thought MJF was playing Adam Cole. Right. And that's why I'm literally thinking that this is the best thing now. Now you've officially made it. Adam Cole's the ultimate heel. And I could see him, you know, joining up with Roddy and the kingdom. It's disgusting. I hate the kingdom. But then again, it makes sense. You know what I mean? You align yourself with numbers, blah, 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 blah. I, I, but I, my whole thing is I just I feel like MJF would be um, the champion to have more going on. Like I said, you flip this, he turns face. Then you have the biggest face in the company as your world champion sets up numerous championship matches. Give it to Cole, and the only thing you're going to get back is another MJF versus Adam Cole. Yeah, but I mean, it'd probably only be a week away. That's true. Um, but MJF has always been the biggest heel on the planet. So how do you mm-hmm. turn him face by getting sympathy from Adam Cole, breaking up this beautiful bromance that everybody has fallen in love Beautiful. with? You're bugger. You're my favorite bromance story ever. In fact, I think this is the only way to turn an MJF face. Yeah. Really, I don't. I don't see any other way. You've 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 re you've helped him re see himself in a different uh, see himself in a different light, and then you're going to take it away. And he's not going to want that. So, yeah. I mean, I kind of feel bad that MJF might lose the world title on like literally the biggest show but it makes sense for the story yeah um alternatively mjf could win adam cole could turn after the match and then we get the rematch it all out Hmm. i could see that i also just had an awesome cool little thought in my mind um if they do push it and Adam Cole, like I said, Adam Cole wins and MJF can turn around and win it back the following week and all out, um, he's going to need backup. And if you really want to make two fucking face stars in one night, you bring back Wardlow. Mm-hmm. Sign him with MJF again. This time, make him likable. <laughs> I, I-, I mean, hell... You 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 loved hated them as a fucking heel team. Imagine them as a face team. You know what I mean? Mm, that that is very left field. Mm-hmm. Very. Um, I mean, so I'm going with Cole. Uh, yeah. Did I say yeah? I'm going with Cole, but I'm not 100 percent certain on who wins. But I'm dead certain on Adam Cole turning heel one way or same. another. Absolute same. Uh, uh, either way, Sunday is going to be huge. Huge! No matter what the crybabies want to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, it it yeah. is literally, this isn't an opinion, it's a fact, the highest earning gate in history. 
It's not made up numbers, not inflated by WWE board members or whatever. This is news coming directly from Wembley's ticket box office. Stop fucking throwing shade. Cry more. <laughs> Love it. You you cry, we'll enjoy the show on Sunday. Heard that. With so, a pint or two. That Bye. is all in and Obviously, we're not done with predictions. We'll be back next week for All Out. Now, strap in as we take a look at this past week in wrestling history. Come on. August 18th, 2013. Daniel Bryan not only won the big one when he won the WWE Championship at SummerSlam, but... He beat John Cena clean to do it. However, his celebration was cut short when special referee Triple H hit him with a pedigree before Randy Orton cashed in his money in the bank to steal the title, setting up Bryan's seven-month journey to WrestleMania 30 and the Yes Movement. August 19th, three SummerSlams. In 2001, The Rock took huge points for Team WWF in the Invasion when he defeated Booker T for the WCW World Championship. We also saw Undertaker and Kane defeat DDP and Canyon in a cage match with both the WCW and WWE Tag Team Championships on the line. Brock Lesnar defeated Triple H in a no-holds-barred match in 2012 and in 2018 Roman Reigns defeated Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship, Ronda Rousey defeated Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship and of course Charlotte defeated Becky Lynch and Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship. However, after the match Becky had enough of this shit and let loose on Charlotte a pivotal moment in her evolution as the man. August 20th, 2017, another SummerSlam featured plenty of title changes. Neville defeated Akira Tozawa for the Cruiserweight Championship. The Usos defeated New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Sasha Banks defeated Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's Championship. And The Shields, Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins defeated The Bar for the Raw Tag Team Championships. August 21st, another three SummerSlams. In 2005, Hulk Hogan defeated Shawn Michaels after Michaels infamously and hilariously oversold all of Hogan's moves. In 2016, the first ever Universal Champion was crowned as Finn Balor defeated Seth Rollins. However, he surrendered the championship the next night on Raw due to suffering his shoulder injury during the match. Brock Lesnar also defeated Randy Orton by ref stoppage due to a violent assault where Orton was infamously cut open by Lesnar's elbows. And in 2021, Roman Reigns added another big name to his belt as he defended the Universal Championship against John Cena. And we're going to leave it there because that's already a lot of history for one week and we do have a lot to get through tonight at All For One. And that is all your history this week. Lots of SummerSlam. Lots of SummerSlam. <laughs> thank you all for joining us for All For One. Our next special event comes November 23rd, the 8th annual Promo Series. We present to you Promo Series 8, Chaos Theory. As is this tradition, the knowledge title will be on the line and a winner stays on gauntlet. Can DC go the distance? Ooh, 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 ultimate test. Um, his time has arrived. Cypher will go one-on-one -on -one with El Jefe for the Max World Championship. Can Cypher reach the pinnacle of Max Wrestling, or will Moses prove that MDO is the only way? Only one way to get there. That's climb that mountain, big dog. And earlier, we announced that the, black ta the blind tag team title 
tournament shall begin next week. Who will challenge DC and me for the Max Wrestling Tag Team Championships? We'll also announce the group EVP and MVP for November, which reminds me we're going to have to announce that this week for August because we didn't do it at Promo Slam because it was early August. But anyway, we'll also be predicting this year's Survivor Series. Go to maxwrestlingnet.weebly.com slash promo series 8 for more information. Uh, we'll announce the group MVP in just a moment. But first, speaking of Cypher versus Moses, here is a special look at Cypher's journey jo- since joining the MDO to the main events of promo series. This is Corey's story. Ever since I signed, things have been looking pretty good for me. Like, I've been out here living my best life. They showed me another way, a stronger When Corey betrayed the jury and formed the MDO with Travis and Moses, obviously it hurt, but I get it. Whether they've been allies or enemies, Corey and Travis have always had this special bond. Corey, I was the one that brought you into Max Wrestling. You're still Uncle Corey to my kids. He didn't betray the jury because he got some kind of better deal or because he had some kind of beef with any of us. He, he did it for Travis. I've been busting my ass for years trying to get gold, and I still haven't gotten gold yet. I think the turning point was Moses bringing in Teddy. That's when Corey realized that Moses wasn't about the MDO. Moses was about Moses and how he could acquire the world championship for himself. Yeah, I got you. Am I coming in clear, Corey? I understand, Hefe. Sorry, Travis. Don't get me wrong. I considered talking to you to recruiting him. But look at what happened at the Rumble. He cost me the world title. If he never interfered, I would still be champion right now. It's not about Teddy. Reality is, is Corey, you lost the television title. And I could not capture the Knowledge Championship. It was all left to Trav, and he, like the rest of us, could not succeed. He lost the world title. I joined the MDO to be built into world champion material. I want. No, no, no. I need to be world champion. But I don't think I can bring myself to betray Hefe just to be world champion. I'm boss, remember? You know, Soyella Hefe, the leader of the MDO. You work for me. Remember this. Do I make myself clear for the last time? You know what, Hefe? You're making my decision for me. Teddy P attacked Phoenix and cast a walk with a world title on Moses' orders. Chris Reed attacked Cypher on Moses' orders. <laughs> I'm coming after Chris and then I'm going after LFA. I love Cypher. I have love for Cypher. But he's got more love for that guy that went away. And I love him for going away. But that's, that's not what the MDO is about. The MDO is about the boys... Right here, right now. 
He's already proven twice that he can't be trusted. I mean, he used you to screw Trav. He used Chris to screw me over. Siphon, you're an NBO OG. Like, what are you doing? He's not my El Jefe anymore. You weren't strong enough for the MPO, but I am, so I took your place. <laughs> took my place? Kid, you don't even know your own place yet. El Jefe is poisoning you. Like he poisoned me, like he poisoned the walker. NBO is just for his own self gain. But now, you got a real problem. You did this. This is your duty. And now, it's game over. You didn't just stab me in the back at TakeOver. You woke me up. This is Corey's moment. I hate to tell you, buddy, but it's night-night time on your title rank. The reality of the matter is, it's I and your world champion. I want to see you in promo series. Yeah, you already know who this is, and if you don't know who this is, then you've been living under a rock. I am too good, and y'all are not blessed enough to see the face of greatness. You know, ever since 2016, my promo series, Max Wrestling Debut, it's become a staple within me throughout my tenure with Max Wrestling. And I've had some memorable bouts of promo series. Back in 2019, I flushed Travis the Walker Anderson's dreams of becoming promo champion down the toilet! In 2020, I had a pop culture battle of epic proportions with Britney Savage where I poured water, cold water, all on my head and I got sick from it because I wanted to entertain the people and, well, because I'm an idiot, but that's not the point. I digress. And then last year at Promo Series, I took on that big chin cottage cheese ass son of a bitch, Daniel Crimmins. And word on the street is he's still cutting that promo because he doesn't know when to shut the fuck up. The last time I was on Max Wrestling, I took on Dazzy Dangerously, the Captain Dazzy Lee, for the Max Wrestling Television Championship at Fight for the Knowledge 2. And what I learned from that bout is, ever since I was 10 years old, all I wanted to do was perform. Which is why this year at Promo Series, I'm issuing an open challenge to anyone who I've ever faced in the past, or someone who I've never faced. And hell, we have a new crop of talent on this Max Wrestling roster. Mind you, all these chumps suck, and well, they could use the Mike Larkin rub, but that's besides the point. I want to perform. I want to entertain, and I want to do what I've been doing ever since I was 10 years old. Wanting the chance to perform, wanting the chance to entertain, and wanting to do me. Me. Mike Larkin. The podcast machine. And as always, it's my pleasure. But more importantly, it's your honor. I'm going to be a promo series. The question is, who's going to be there to meet me? I will see you all very soon. All right. So first up, um, let's do this one first because it should come as no surprise. Your group Mm -hmm. MVP is, of course, still Travis Anderson uh, with 81 posts and 20 comments. So he's he's back in double figures. So there's a chance. There's a busy chance. Come on, people. Catch up now. Um, However, we do have a new EVP. 
Uh, so the first EVP was Daniel Crimmins. He has dropped down to seventh place. So above DC is Mike Larkin. Hello. Nice to see oh, you wow. back in the top ten. The Phoenix. Okay. Cookie, Michael Cook. And in third place, MDO's newest acquisition, Chris Reed. However, your new group EVP with 12 posts and 7 comments for the last 28 days is the lawyer, Chad. Oh, my Lord. Good for you, Chad. As y'all can see, it is not that hard to get up on that leaderboard. Get in there, get commented, get posted, beat out that lawyer, beat out that guy that walks. Yeah. Uh, Once again, the next MVP and EVPs will be announced at Promo Series, so... As soon as you hit November, start posting and commenting more than you normally would. And then you get 28 days to claim the prize. Damn right. Go claim that prize <clears throat> now for some stuff that we may have missed. This is extra time. Ding, ding, ding. Um, the only thing really we can think of this week is we glossed over Edge on SmackDown. Uh, obviously, it was his last match against Sheamus. Uh, rumors adrift. He is going to AEW, which... Is the normal response these days when somebody Seriously. leaves WWE. But apparently, um, AEW is technically the reason he even went back to WWE because they heard that AEW was offering him a big deal. And WWE said, hey, okay, 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 we'll clear you. We'll clear you. Just come home. It's come on home. Which doesn't, <sighs> it actually sounds like something that WWE would do, full blown. Um, now, my question, like, I, from what I had read, apparently, is he had, uh, like, told them, hey, this is what I need to stay. Yeah. And they're like, nope. And so he's like, okay. And so now, literally, everybody's saying that he'll more than likely show up in AEW. I don't hate the idea of him showing up in AEW. Um, I just, it's... I don't need more fucking E-guys to do nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's my only thing. Like, it, it, depending on what he's gonna do, if like he's gonna like fill an actual role, I don't mind. But if you're just gonna be there to cash a check, and I'm not saying it's not because you lo- don't love this business. That's not what I'm driving at. But if you're not gonna do anything more than the other average e guy, I don't really need you here. I need I need somebody to do so. You know, you want to be a coach, you want to be a promoter. I mean, not a promoter, a producer. Fuck yeah, dude, bring edge in. Fuck yeah, bring edge in. You want to be a manager or something cool? Fucking do that. You know what I mean? Uh, like you want to help fucking Darby Allen beat fucking Christian? Hey, this is how you beat him. You hit him in the balls. What? You know, whatever. I don't know. Something. If you can make sense of it, fine. yeah. But for the sake of bringing him in, no. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things there that would probably be appealing. I mean, obviously he's. I mean, fucking like that with Christian. Like that. Um, did he ever really feud with Punk? I get the feeling they just kind of crossed paths. They, I want to say that one. Because, um, like, they were both feuding with Taker at one point, and then one cashed in after the other one attacked and stuff like that. But I don't think I've ever really... I don't recall ever seeing a long feud between Punk and Edge, or even a match between Punk and Edge. Um, so that'd be interesting. I know it's too old WWE guys, but it's different. Right. Um, sure, I mean, it's, it's different in a way. 
Yeah, there's a lot of young talent there that obviously Edge has never worked with before. Um, Edge and MJF. Don't get me wrong. Yes, we have dream matches aplenty. Yeah. But are dream matches enough to garner somebody to come in? You know what I mean? It's, it's What more can you offer? I don't really think we're going to get a giant viewership rating jump off of Edge. I mean, not if we didn't get one off Punk. Hey, you're telling the truth. Um, but it is also a legendary name freshly out of WWE. Like, Punk was gone seven years. This is Edge yeah. literally just leaving WWE again. Um, and he's been pretty... I mean, I know he's been gone, come back, gone, come back. But he has been pretty relevant the whole whenever he's been there. Uh, whenever yes, he he's has. returned from his injuries or whatever. So we'll we'll see what happens. Um, I think it's a foregone conclusion at this point that he's going to AEW. Uh, Tony is probably salivating with his checkbook right now. Well, yeah, he's got to figure out how to write it. You know what I mean, like I said, he's not signing anybody for his goddamn team, so you got to fucking might as well sign some wrestlers. Um, yeah, so not not a lot else happened. It's all been about um, all in this week, naturally. Mm-hmm. So let's waste no more time and go to find out this week's geek of the week. Jesus Christ! Pencil neck geek, gritty freak. Scum sucking beard with a lousy physique. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. Pencil neck geek. And I, now, and I'm going to get some shit because people have told me, well, you do this only when you don't have nobody. No, this is the fucking truth. This week's Geek of the Week is a plethora of motherfuckers, and I do mean you goddamn E-riding dick suckers, whatever the fuck you want to call them this week. The super (laughs) diehard hardcores are out like nobody's business right now. They are going to combat you with every fucking show that there's ever been, and this is the great, this is the biggest this, and this is, well, the, the, the showdown in North Korea was bigger, that was mandatory. I was a mandatory. They had they held people at fucking gunpoint. It was ninety something thousand. Like what the I think fuck? It was like one hundred and forty, I mean, wasn't it? Well, yeah, and combined over the two days. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, but like it was like that was fucking. They were held at fucking gunpoint, you know. And they're like, oh well, there was a. They did a show in in Texas that was ninety something. Like that doesn't fit even ninety something thousand with staff <laughs> and cl- like how. You're telling me there's 10,000 staff members? You're telling me there's 10,000 staff members? 10,000 staff? Like, hear me when I'm saying this, baby. 10,000 staff members. No, you are you? I mean, you're obviously high, but like the fact that they're literally, they're taking it personally. They're the ones that own the E now. And oh, you, my record. My record. No. No, 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 no. Most of you motherfuckers weren't alive when that record was set. Mm-hmm. And now you guys are willing to fucking die for it? Come on. Come on. It, that, it, the, the overall Wembley number was shit. Uh, the, the, them fucking shitting all over it. The, the overall um, 
emphasis on Fozzie playing at Wembley being stupid is another one that chaps my ass. Again, considering the fact of how many fucking live entrances WWE has held, not only for fucking WWE's, you know, pay-per-views or PLEs or what have you, but remember NXT as well. <laughs> NXT as well. So it's, you know what I mean? Like, dude, pot kettle. How you doing? That's just, it's. You guys this week deserve this lovely honor. And I swear to God, something needs to change. There was a lovely post that I saw. Um, and it was which which what is better, AEW or, or WWE? And I wrote wrestling. Wrestling is better. Thanks to this competition, wrestling overall, the storylines on both companies better. The performance in ring from both companies, better. The fucking direction they're going, better. Thanks to competition, wrestling is better. Yeah, and don't tell me any of the shit about AEW's had no effect on WrestleMania finally maybe coming to London because it obviously fucking did. They are forcing their hand to bid. You cannot tell me John Cena's showing up for nothing. To show up and say, oh, yeah, well, you guys want to go to London? You guys want to go to London? Like, the political what? fucking views behind that are redonkulous. Yeah, I mean, I've seen people saying, oh, if WWE wanted to go to Wembley, they would. No, they tried. Wembley wouldn't bid for it. That's why they went to Cardiff. That's literally mm. why Clash at the Castle happened, because Wembley wouldn't bid for it. <sighs> fucking. Well, yeah, why should we have to bid? I don't, I hate, that's the thing that fucking kills me. It's like, why? Tell me you want to come to this show and let's work out a fucking deal. Like, hey, bro, we really want to do a show in London, bitch, and let's work it out. <clears throat> come on in, breath. Want a cuppa? You know, hook him up, you know what I mean? Like, come on, breath. <laughs> um, I mean, that's pretty much, uh, one thing is time. The other thing is, this is pretty much why we haven't done shit, Mark, say, this week, because that's basically all we've seen this week. Um, and it came out that WrestleMania 40, Tickets are already through the roof, which is great. Hey, good for them. Um, Seriously. Yeah, I mean, it, it was bound to. It was, number one, it's the 40th fucking WrestleMania. It's yeah. going to be huge. Um, and when the fuck was the last time it was in Philly? I don't think it's Holy been in. Lord. I think 98 was the last time it was in Philly. Yeah, Mania. I was going to say, I was like, I don't even remember the last. I think the last time they were there was that Rumble. That fucking oh, Rock yeah. got booed out of. Yeah. But yeah, WrestleMania uh, 14 was the last one. No, wait. 14 was in Boston. 15. When Austin won the title, that was the last time it was in Philadelphia. Oh, my God. That's just ridiculous. And even then, that was a pretty small arena. They they weren't doing stadiums then. So obviously no, this were. is going to be huge. Um, but you've seen like me and Harold and other guys, you know, with the... Um, sarcasm of yeah but it's not the korean record like sarcastically because uh, am i doing it right right am i doing it? <laughs> what's good for the goose is good for gander right it's the truth baby it's the truth because AEW is gonna do it watch wwe try to play the trump card and because of that that's gonna mean an awesome fucking badass show for people not in the states yeah. And that means that's going to be an awesome show for us to watch because I hate to break it to you. A lot of the fucking U.S. crowds suck. Oh, man. You, I mean, people always say UK crowds are the best. You fucking 
to Wembley. <laughs> yeah, wait till you show up at Wembley. Um, but like Moses just said, let's just fucking enjoy wrestling. Like Bully Ray has said this week, congratulations to AEW and WWE. This is huge for wrestling. It really yes. is. For wrestling. All in's huge. Mania 40's huge. Just enjoy it. Stop bitching. Mm-hmm. Um, so MVP this week. I'm going to give it to Chad Gable. Um, Great match against Gunther. Obviously showing that he has incredible amounts of talent. If Gunther wasn't IC champion, put it on Chad Gable. But um, Gunther's in a different league right now, and he's not going to lose it to just... No offense, Chad. He's not going to lose it to just anybody. Yeah. But that was a great match and a great performance from Chad. Um, Facts. If or when he does break out as a singles wrestler again, he he needs a good title run. This is the truth, man. This is the truth. Chad should be the next guy to to be IC champ. If that means he beats Guther, fine. After the honky-tonk record, whatever. I don't give a shit. But Chad is the man. You guys have a fucking uh, diamond in the rough right there. and I've been begging for him to leave to go explore and get better, but he's getting better on his fucking own. Yeah, he he's early Daniel Bryan in WWE. He's a great exactly. wrestler, um, but he's just had all this comedy stuff piled on top of him. Mm-hmm. But underneath all that comedy is a hell of a wrestler. Hell of a wrestler. Um, okay, now time for the main events. Um, they, we, whatever you want to say, split personality, have crossed paths several times, but now they will decide the fate of the Phoenix. It's the shape Versus the demoness.
shouldn't keep us waiting. Where is Phoenix? <laughs> He's safe. And healthy. For now. What is it you want from us? We helped you take the wolf's voice. But he returned anyway. return was not our doing. We don't know how he got his voice back, but he's gone now anyway. What makes you think Dragon Club allowed him to regain his voice? Why else the Walker wouldn't betray the MD? That's their business. We would never have wasted your talents like that. So, will you release the phoenix? <laughs> the phoenix brought this on himself. So why didn't you just face him? I tried. But the phoenix has been running from us ever since we challenged him. How can he face you if you hold him captive? We will only release the phoenix when he is ready to face his demons. rooster in the hen house. I've got this. No, what you've got is a problem. I'm here to make a deal. We do not like deals. Well, you're gonna like this one. Captain, know you got that? It was his idea. Oose. What is this? It's an ancient dragon idol. It is said to contain the blood of Oin Glindor. This is what binds the Dragon Club together. You take this, and allow Phoenix to regain his strength. Agree to face him at Summer's End. And if he doesn't show up, then you keep his soul, and you keep the idol. This will be the end. <laughs> 
the joke's on us. I knew there was a reason I killed you. Well, why would you be without me? At least with me, you know you're crazy. <laughs> um, well, I guess now we know the fate of the Phoenix. We still don't know where the fuck he is, but Phoenix, you better be there at summer's end. Yeah, dude, seriously, what the fuck are you doing, man? Um, for those of you wondering, we did Summer's End last year. It wasn't really an event. It was just more of a special episode of Max that we did. Um, and last year, it was actually me against Phoenix. That was when I was on trial. So <laughs> um, hopefully we will see the resurrection of the Phoenix at Summer's End in about a month's time. It's September 21st. Uh, the shape has worked out a deal it will be the demoness versus phoenix in the malevolent showdown Ooh. all right thank you for joining us i still haven't changed this fucking line um i hope we rocked you harder than ray phoenix got knocked out whatever oh that's true so, sorry it. ray <laughs> sorry ray we i'm bad now uh, but before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you, Pantone Geeks, this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. Try Retro Rewinds coming back. Don't trip, Tater Chips. It's um again, it's gonna be in the works. A lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff is coming, and I'm not joking on this. Um, I've got some stuff done for retro. We're gonna do again, this is gonna be a new revamped format. Um, weekly episodes, blah, 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 blah. You've all heard that part before. TSK is coming back sometime this before the weekend to drop our own little quick preview of uh, All In, and then we're going to turn around and try to do a review. Or no, not try. We are going to do a review of All In. So make sure to catch those. And, of course, for those who have been clamoring, and I'm shocked to hear this, there are a few that have been clamoring, KTN Sports is going to go down. Yes, I understand 
We're already in the third week of, of the of the Premier League. And there's a lot going on. We've we're all of like eight days left in the transfer window. There's a lot happening. There's a lot I have to do on my side still to finish. And because of that, it's taken just a little bit of it. So do bear with us. But within due time, you will get an American Talking Tottenham. You will get some Bolt Rant. And you will get some other fun stuff along on that, on there, on the key t- k t n Sports nonsensory right here on max wrestling and the only way to make sure when that's all coming is to hit up all the socials to follow us on the evil x machine at max wrestling uk at the captain 512 and at smr pod net make sure you check out the website max and do not forget to hit the subscribe button follow button right here facebook twitter instagram youtube uh tiktok the whole shebang we're continuing to garner uh fucking followers on youtube we appreciate you keep bringing more again share your friends and within due time you too can be an american talking tottenham uh and i'm gonna give you a soundbite right now like like they did in the the ea sports games ktn sports it's in the game love it um with that said join us next week for all out predictions we go from all in to all out plus the aftermath from all in plus the blind tag team tournament begins as I team with Tiffany Dearman to take on Beer and AJ Sparks. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye. And good night. We love you, Ange Potts, And we love you, Terry Funk. Miss you, bud. <laughs>